Hello everyone, it is me, Anna. Welcome to a 23rd episode on my podcast, Your Favorite Young Adult Bookworm. I hope you're doing all right. I know I disappeared for a long time, but I was super busy moving and getting my life together, but I am back. However, I won't be uploading many episodes this semester since I am super busy, but in January, I'll be back to one episode per week. But well, this week's episode is another recommendation from Book Talk. This week's book retelling is uh, on Punk 57 by Penelope Douglas. Before starting, I can remind you to please read, share, and subscribe to my podcast. It will help me a lot to reach more bookworms out there. I am on Instagram at your favorite young adult bookworm, just like the title of this show. I posted some quotes and memes from the books featured on this show. Now, time to talk about the book. This book has two POVs, so point of views, Misha's and Ryan's. They have been pen, they, like uh, Ryan and like uh, Misha, they have been pen pals since fifth grade. They are from two super close by towns. The school started the pen pal project back in the fifth grade and they got accidentally matched together and they started to get along so well. So they couldn't decide to continue writing to each other, like even when the pro- like the school year was done. So right now they are both in their last year of high school. They are best friends. They are pen pals. They haven't met nor looked for each other on Facebook, not just social media, just Facebook. I make emphasis on this because they make emphasis on this in the book. Why? I have no idea. But well, they have been both respectful, uh, respectful of this, of like not looking for each other on Facebook because they did not want to break the magic, you know? One day, Misha, who is your typical, I am not like the other guys. I have to choose. I suffer. My dad does not understand me. And I have a band type of a guy. He uh, has an event with his band. He's late since he's too busy writing lyrics on his car. Inspired by Ryan because she is his muse. And well... On his way there, he encounters his sister in the road and the girl tells him to bring her, I think, snacks or something on his way back home. And he's like, sure. And then he goes on an internal monologue on how much he loves his his younger sister, who, unlike him, she is the perfect daughter and blah, blah. And well, at the event, he meets with his bandmates and he goes on Facebook There on the page of the event, he sees this video of a girl and the girl says Ryan's name. So Misha's like, oh my gosh, she is here. Oh my gosh. And then he does what he was not supposed to do and goes looking for her on Facebook. She's not what he expected her her to be. She's She's a pretty girl. She's showing skin and she looks like a popular girl. He was expecting more of a nerdy type of girl and well... He sees the friend in the event and the girl, Lila, so Ryan's friend, approaches Misha and Ryan and she's like, Oh, kiss my friend Ryan. It is one of her tasks because everyone there had to fill a list with tasks. I don't even remember why. It was like a game or something. And well, Lila leaves and Ryan talks a little with Misha and Misha realizes she's not at all what he expected her to be. She is the queen bee, meaning she is a mean girl. They don't kiss because she's too cool for him, but they do uh, feel one of the other tasks by taking a photo together. And while interacting with her, Misha missed two calls from his sister. 
After this, there is a fast forward of three months. Ryan is stressing since she has not received a letter from Misha in three months, but she still writes to him. She does not understand what is happening, but she promised him years ago to never stop writing to him, so she continues on doing so. Then she tells us she suffered so much when she was younger because she had no friends. That is why she acts superficially at school to be popular and keep her status of queen bee. She suffers so much, the poor thing. To be honest, when I read that, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. She is so superficial and shallow, and she says only with Misha, she's her true self. But she kind of has been lying to him for years, telling him she was a totally different person. But well, we also learned that her mom pursues her a lot to have good grades and stuff, and that she has a difficult relationship with her older sister because when she used to not have friends, her mom will make the older sister play with her. Such a tragic backstory, the poor girl. When I was reading this, I was like, this is legit as trashy as a Netflix rom-com. Kind of like tall girl, you know, like, please stop. <laughs> and well, one day her friends, Lila and Ten, come to pick Ryan up. They go to this abandoned theme park. They meet her with JD, Lila's boyfriend, and Trent, the most popular guy in school who is pursuing Ryan, but she's not interested in him, you know. She also does not like her friends, only 10 a little bit, but she hangs with them to maintain her status. She's so shallow, I don't like her. I hate shallow people. I can't with fake people, and believe me, I know about fake friends. Just dropped a bunch. Anyhow, Trent corners up Ryan, and she is so disgusted by this. But she plays along because he's the most popular guy, so of course she needs the attention. And she wants him to invite her to prom, because of course, if you do not go to prom with the most popular kid in school, you are totally worthless, even if you are disgusted by him. But well, she tells him if he catches her, she's gonna let him take her home. She runs with Ten, and they end up going down the staff tunnels of the theme park. They arrive at the room with a bed and some stuff scattered around. Someone is living there. There are also lyrics written on the walls and stuff, and well, they turn on their phone lights. Ryan sees a notebook and decides to take some pages from it because she wants to read the lyrics that were on it, and because of this, Trent end, ends up catching them. As they leave, Ryan feels as if someone is observing them. Also, the whole living under the theme park gave me a total patch vibes from Hosh Hosh. And well, the next day at school, there is this new guy, Mason, in Ryan's art class. And well, she's like, oh my gosh, who is this new mysterious guy? He's kind of attractive, but he's someone I will never hang with because he does not fit my queen bee aesthetic. She also mentions she loves her art class, but that she tells all her fake friends that she hates it because art isn't cool and she can be on call. And while Trent decides to sneak into her class and she's super annoyed by it. He invites her to prom and she's super happy because that is basically all she wanted. And then he starts to make fun of this emo guy, Manny, sitting in front of her. The, to this, like, Missin is staring at her and after she also starts to bully Manny, 
um, since how can she when Trent is doing so, you know? She needs to bully to be cool. What a terrible person, I swear. And well, once she starts um, bullying uh, Manny, Mason stands up and stops them from bullying Manny. So her and like uh, Trent. And she's like, oh my gosh, the audacity of this dude. And I was like, good for Mason, who by the way, if you haven't figured it out yet, he is Misha. By the way, Misha stopped writing her letters because the day he missed the calls from his, from his sister, the sister died. So he kind of feels guilty about it and he did not like Ryan when he met her. She was a completely different person in real life and well, he's really confused and, and suffers a lot. He got also a fake ID from his cousin since he has some unfinished business at Ryan's high school. To do not uh, that do not have anything to do with her actually, but he also knew it meant that he will have to cross paths with her again. And now that he's seeing her, he can't stay away. Why? I have no idea. Also, I am annoyed he does not tell her who he really is. He complains about her being fake, but he kind of is doing the same thing with her. So, I guess they deserve each other in the end. Later on at the cafeteria, Ryan and her friends, uh, well, fake friends actually, are talking about this mysterious new guy, Mason. Ryan ends up going to talk with him since all her friends were speculating about his living conditions and if he was the person who, have, who has been vandalizing school for the last three months, whose nickname by the students is Punk. It's therefore, like the title of the book. And well, she arrives like the mean girl she is, thinking she could intimidate him. But he basically makes her fall, and she's so embarrassed. It's almost like the end of the world for her, since she's the queen bee. She even almost had an asthma attack there, and she's like, Oh my gosh, I almost lost control. I just need to go bully more people, and I shall be fine. How lovely she is, isn't she? <laughs> like... <laughs> This girl, I swear. Later on, when she comes back home, Mason is in her bedroom. So he basically broke into her house. And I was like, mm, okay, like chill, dude. That is creepy as hell. Ryan is super weirded out too. And well, he takes her journal and tells her she needs to give him back the sheets she stole from, he, from him as well as the necklace. She gives the shits to him, but she did not take the necklace. It was 10. So, you know, like, from when they went, like, to the abandoned theme park, like, the room they entered, it was, like, Mason. So, yeah. So, they stole from him. So, well, so, since she doesn't have the necklace, uh, like, she tells, um, he tells her she better give it to him by tomorrow or he will make public all the bad things she wrote about her fake friends at school because now he has her diary. And he also wrote in her wall something like fake or empty. He keeps writing those kind of words oh, to her in her bedroom wall because she's super shallow. He's super disappointed on who the girl he idolized and considered his BFF ended up being so a mean bully. The next day, she gives him the necklace. Uh, she asks, uh, she asked Tan for it, and like Tan was like, "Oh, here, here you go. <laughs> I don't even know where I took it." And well, so she gives um, Mason the necklace, and he tells her he's gonna give her 
later on her journal. She is pissed about this and also he is attracting a lot of attention every single time she interacts with him, which she hates. Her friends and Trent also notice this and she's like, oh my god, no, but she also is kind of attracted to him. Later on, he ridiculizes her again, but this time in her English class by saying she used to like Twilight and sincerely, I do not know why she was ashamed by this. Like most of us were obsessed with it at some point. I don't understand why like the shame, you know? And well, she almost gets another asthma attack. Later on, Misha goes to the pool since he knows she gives swimming classes to kids. He goes to meet her there to give her her journal bag, but he passes through the changing rooms. And he sees Trent and Lila having sex there. And he kind of feels sorry for Ryan for having trashy friends. And well, he goes to give her her journal back. And he kind of gets a little bit angry that the parents of the kids could see her on swimming suit. And I was like, dude, who do you think you are to make those kind of comments, even if they are in your head? It's absolutely none of your business. And well, some days go by, Mason or Misha keep bugging Ryan and, uh, well, Mason slash Misha nor, or Misha. Uh, well, he keeps bugging Ryan and, well, Trent notices that Ryan's, att- Ryan's attention is constantly on Mason. So he kind of feels get like he gets super jealous about it, you know. And one day he decides to vandalize his truck. Um, so Misha's truck or like Mason, whatever, same person. Uh, Misha gets super pissed by this. They were about to physically fight, but the principal arrives. She's Trent's stepmother, by the way. She was about to punish Trent for vandalizing Misha's truck. Ryan steps up and says it, says it was her. And that she will take Misha's car to the car wash and will pay for it. She only does that because she does not want Trent to be punished and not being able to take her to prom because what is she going to do if she does not have a date for prom? Scandalous. I swear this girl is the shallowest person ever. And well, she enters uh, Misha slash Mason's car and he drives uh, her to the car wash. And well, she starts washing his car and she removes her shirt. She's only wearing a tank top. She gets all wet and Misha is super turned on by the side of her. And to this I was like, so much for disliking her. But well, man, you know, what was I expecting? And well, one thing led to another. And the next thing we know, they are kissing each other until they are interrupted by Trent. Trent, who is looking for Ryan. He could not see them though, and Misha, well, slash Mason, tells him she left already. And I was like, these people, I swear. And well, after this kiss, she can't stop thinking about him, but she's like, I need to forget this. He's a nobody, and I am the queen bee, so this is wrong. But still, I can't stop thinking about him. He kind of makes me feel like Misha. And I was like, lol, if only you knew Mason kind of feels the empty uh, like he feels in like the emptiness that like Misha left when he stopped writing her letters he sees through the shallow mask she puts in and calls her out for it and I was like girl no but well to each their own <laughs> 
Some days go by and one day Misha is breaking into the school at night. Remember he is in this high school for a secret mission? Well, he breaks into the principal's office and retrieves this file he was looking for. And then while making his exit, he's kinda spotted by this security guard, so he hides in the chemistry lab. And surprise, surprise, Ryan is also hiding there and she has paint in her hands. He realizes she is punk and I was like, oh my gosh, of course she is. Since her bestie Misha disappeared, she needed a way to be heard. She's so over the top, I can't, but well. They kinda end up hiding in the library and while the security guards are like were looking for the vandals there like in the library like they were all in the library Misha decides to start touching Ryan below her pants and I was like this dude he has no chill and she was super thrilled by this of course she likes danger <laughs> And she's not like the other girls, you know. She vandalizes her school after all, you know, like she's different and she likes danger. And well, uh, all was good. They kind of were having a good time. And then she's like, don't expect me to return the favor. And he's like, don't worry, I have others to fulfill my needs. And she's so shocked by his comment and that she leaves. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? You are not only lying to her, but you touch her and then say that. Sincerely, I would have dropped him already if I were her. But she does not know she's being lied to. So it's understandable. And well, some days go by, she pretends this did not happen, but she thinks about it all the time. And well, one day she goes to, if I remember correctly, like an, an open movies night where you watch movies from your car in like the open. <laughs> and while she is getting popcorn, um, Misha arrives, he teases her, she's angry, so she decides to go to his car and vandalize it. She enters it and while trying to figure out what to do with, uh, to do, like Mason slash Misha arrives and well, you know, in this close uh, area and this sexual tension they have, one thing led to another. So they end up having a blast in his car and while having a blast, Trent is looking for her and he's legit right next to the car, standing there. They are looking at him while banging inside of it. He could not see them since the windows of the car were tinted, but oh my gosh. These guys, I could not, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the second time they do spicy stuff in public. I think it's like their kink and to each their own, but oh my gosh, the audacity with Trent right next to them. I was so shocked. I was like, oh my fucking God, what am I reading? But still not as crazy as the Den of Vipers. I did not see a gun or a knife involved, so not as spicy. I don't think anything like ever will surprise me after Den of Vipers, to be honest. But whatever, back to the book. Uh, I also was like, the audacity of this man of banging like he banged his alleged BFF under a fake name, the audacity, I swear, 
men. This is why they can't be trusted. And well, after this spicy scene, they are kind of like a thing, but they are not public. But still, they have fun behind everyone's back, you know? The dude decides to break into her house again um, one morning, and he goes inside her room while she was having fun with a toy. She proceeds to make a demonstration of how she has fun by herself, following by them having fun together while trying not to make too much noise, not to wake up her family. And I was like, if this isn't the creepiest thing in the world, like if I dude broke into my house like that, watch me feeling a restraining order right away. Like, like... If they are dating, like, not date. Well, they were not dating. But, like, you know, if you're, if they were seeing each other, like... Like, why? Like, going to her house like that. Like, just, he needs to stop entering his, like, her house without notice. Like, please, no. That's creepy as hell. And the worst part of all this is that she's catching feelings. And he's well aware of this when he knows he is lying to her fucking face about his identity. Good thing he's her best friend. I mean, if you treat your best friend like that, I do not want to know how you treat others, but well. Then one day he goes to her and tells her, do you want to drop your friends and do something fun? She agrees and he takes her to Trent's house. You know, like, I guess, like, he just enjoys too much. Like, his idea of fun is breaking into other people's houses. Fun, fun. And, well, she's skeptical but ends up going in with him. He's looking for something. But he doesn't, uh, like, uh, but we do not know what that is. Like, he does know. But we, the readers, we do not know. And, well, he does not find it, like, this object he's looking for. But they end up finding photos of naked women from their school in Trent's bedroom, including one of Lila. Ryan is so disgusted by this. He, like, uh, Trent obviously took the photos without the consent of the girls. I swear, Trent is such a disgusting guy. So, Mason slash Misha decides to leave them in his like the photos in Trent's parents room hoping to get him reprimanded but of course like nothing big happened because you know like after all like they are Trent's parents and he ended up being like that so I'm not gonna say anything but I guess they are partially like responsible of like Trent's behavior Eventually, she goes to a party and Misha sees she's in, at a party taking a body shot from a dude and he goes into a possessive alpha male mode and goes to the party and tells her, what the fuck? And I was like, dude, calm the fuck down. Since when does she belong to you? One. Two. It is not like you guys are dating so she can do whatever she wants. She is single, basically. So like step down buddy but well he calms down after he realizes the guy is her friend Tan but then he sees Trent is wearing a watch the object he was looking for at his place when he broke in uh, with uh, Ryan he tells uh, he takes a dagger so like Mason slash Misha takes a dagger and cuts it out from him he gives it to a bandmate who went with him and tells him, like, the bandmate to leave as the police arrive. 
Trent tells the police Mason stole something from him, but he ca- but he had not like the watch on him, so like you know. But either way, Mason slash Misha is taken to a police station. Ryan goes with him, and then his cousin arrives and tells the police officer that they are the grandsons of a renowned senator. Senator. Senator, senator, I don't know how to pronounce it. So she lets them go, and I was like, nice corruption at its finest. But well, Ryan and Misha make out after that because horny teenagers, you know. And she also calls him out for his jealousy when they are not a thing, and most importantly, for her, he has not invited her to go to prom with him. Pride priorities you know and well she also tells him that what the hell she still does not know anything about him while she has opened up a lot to him she has told him her insecurities and the misha thing her pen pal and the dude still won't tell her the truth the audacity i swear but he promises he will tell her the next day I think this is when he tells her he's gonna tell her like actually the next day but I don't recall I read two books after reading this one and I am just now working like on this episode so whoopsie and well Ryan is like la 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 I am totally falling for Mason like back in her room She's like, la la la, he kind of feels the void Misha left. Oh, I guess I will scroll down Facebook. Oh, what is this? Oh, Misha's banned from the day of the event. Oh, wait, why is Mason there? And then is when it hits her. Mason is Misha. She's of course destroyed by this news, her best friend friend was playing with her knowing exactly what he was doing the entire time he had sex with her he looked at her in the eyes and lied to her this entire time she is beyond pissed and she is destroyed i swear there is nothing worse than having one of your closest friends playing with you like that and believe me i know about that because i've been there Nothing like open up your heart to someone who tells you you are one of their best friends and leads you on while lying to you and playing with you. But well, she's super pissed. She takes all the letters he wrote to her and throws them into his room under this theme, like um, in his room under the theme park. When he arrives and sees the mess at his place, he knows she knows. He goes to her place, she's crying, and he's like, I am so sorry, please listen to me. And I was like, this man, after all he did, he breaks into her place again. I swear, if men have something, is the audacity. And well, after this horrible thing, Ryan starts to reconsider her life choices and her friendships. And after taking like a day to heal, I think she forgives Misha. I think it was like, it was really close. Like, like it was like a, a day, two days, I don't remember. And I was like, mm, you should have not, but I am not judging because I did too. But at least it did not that backfire to her. So that is that. <laughs> She and Misha are happy now, she learns about her deceased sister and she feels so sorry for him. 
she also decides to drop her fake friends and stands up for and she decides to also stand up for Manny, the emo dude she used to bully. But now Lila kinda bullies her, but then stands up and joins her and Manny at the dining hall, as well as JD, Lila's now ex-boyfriend, who had gotten kinda close to Mason slash Misha. Oh, and Trent basically tells Ryan he's gonna rape her. And I was like, this is disgusting. And so her friends and her decide to vandalize the school once again, writing all the disgusting things Trent had said to girls. Many girls decide then to feel complaints about him, so he's finally getting reprimanded for once in her life, in his life, and he will go to court. To court, so a well-deserved ending for Trent. And now, as any basic book slash movie of teenagers, it is time for prom. Misha tells her she is gonna meet her there, so she rides in JP's limousine with Manny and Tan. And when they arrive, guess what is the surprise Misha has in store for her? I'll give you three seconds. Three, two, one. He plays a song with his band that he wrote for her, of course. The most cliche thing ever. And well, summer is finally here. Ryan tells Misha to go on his band tour with his friends. Either way, they are used to being in a long, long distance relationship. And I forgot to mention, but just before prom and stuff, Misha confronts the principal of the high school. So Trent's uh, stepmother, who is actually Misha's mother, who abandoned him and his sister when they were children. So the thing he ca- so the thing he came to look at uh, like to look for was the file her sister had sent their mother with like photos of her and he went to look at her place for his grandpa's watch from his dad's side that the mom gave to Trent when it was meant for Misha. And well, he calls her out for being a terrible mother and kind of blames, blames the death of his sister on her and tells her he will contact her younger daughter when she is 18, so his half-sister. And like literally, this was like so unnecessary and, non- and non-important, but since it happened, here you go. And now the epilogue is here. So it is, I believe, three years or more after. I don't remember. I think a little bit more. Ryan is married to Misha and she's pregnant. She finished university and Misha is a renowned musician. He won multiple awards and everything. And they are really, really happy together. And the end. Now, time for my overall opinion. I guess you know by the overall tone throughout this episode that I did not like this book. I feel Ryan is super shallow. The ol- she only cares about appearances and I hate that kind of people. Also, I do not understand how she did not realize Mason was Misha after he literally wrote on her wall and legit stole pages from his... like from. Like, she stole pages from his notebook, you know? So she read, like, the notes, and, like, it's the same handwriting. 
at the beginning of the book, she says how Misha's handwriting is super distinctive and she could only understand it because they, they have been pen pals for like uh, for years, you know? So how did she not realize it is the same handwriting? It does not make sense whatsoever. Now, Misha. Yeah, he's attractive and all, but I can get over the fact he played with her like that. It is not right. I can't forgive him. Maybe it is me projecting my personal life here, and maybe I am too biased, but I do not like him. I think the story plot is not that bad, I guess, but since I disliked the character so much, I just did not like the book. It was just not it for me, you know? And I think both main characters are quite immature. I know they are in high school, but still, it kind of felt like a chore having to finish this book. I was so annoyed at the characters. Therefore, I think I'm going to rate this book a 1.5 out of 5 stars. And since it's a spicy book, I will also rate it on chili peppers. So I will say 2 out of 5 chili peppers for this book. And well, this episode has finally come to an end. If you enjoyed it, please rate, share, and subscribe to my podcast, mostly on iTunes. It won't take you more than 30 seconds, and it will really help me out to reach more bookworms out there. You can also find me on Instagram at your favorite young adult bookworm, just like the title of this show. I post their memes and quotes from the books feature in this podcast. You won't like to miss out on on those. I am really funny or I tend to think of myself as a really funny person. And well, I'll see you next week with the retelling of From Blood and Ash from Jennifer L. Armantrude. Take care and I'll see you next week. Goodbye now.